This week on the Pamcast. What's your name? Pamcast. That's a lovely name. Where'd you get that cow? One star. Period. All right, welcome to the Bamfcast. Hey, hey, All right, episode two hundred and eighty-eight. Woo! Sure, that's uh, that's like some numbers. It is. It is some numbers. You're welcome. Uh, so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the Bamfcast is sometimes we do stupid things like have a theme year, nineteen ninety. <laughs> Hooray! All right, nineteen ninety. Right. But regardless of all that. <laughs> You know what we do? We we go and we saw we watch ourselves a quote unquote bad movie. Yeah. Come in here to the studio, talk about it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Then we rate them. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. They get one five jocks and robot jocks. Hooray for robot jocks. That movie's from nineteen ninety. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and the bad bad movies, this is a stay away, they get a negative sliding scale, one of five bags of some douchebags after Twilight. <laughs> Boo for Twilight. <laughs> that was two thousand eight. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for all of these. That's why it sucks. Yeah. Um yeah, uh, we watched Graffiti Bridge. <laughs> from we 1990. Did. 1990s it Graffiti Bridge. Yeah, the uh, not really official sequel to Purple Rain, but yet it is. It's totally a sequel to Purple Rain. Well, I mean, it's not the same. Dr- I don't know. Is it- it, it's, it's a sequel to Purple Rain. It's Purple Rain. Is it official? I don't know. Yes. Is it a sequel? I don't know. It's, it's in more the same Rain. universe. It's not more later whoa, in time. No. Whoa. It's less Chuck. than the. Chuck. Wait, he said it. BJ no. said that. Wait, what? I was you said there was more Purple Rain. I mean, more Purple Rain is in like more. Mm, all right, hold <laughs> on, hold up. Okay, let's get a plot summary. Then we'll talk about this more. All right, all right. Yeah. Pop star Prince ventures into the world of cinema once again with his follow up to Purple Rain. <laughs> yes, that's what follow I said. Up. It's more follow Purple up. Rain. It is his final film role. Yes. Over on IMDb, it says Graffiti Bridge is the unofficial sequel to Purple Rain. Whatever. Uh, whatever. Okay. I okay. They're all the same people. Let's let's address the the four the five foot tall elephant in the room and talk about Purple Rain. Okay. Uh, Just a f- briefly. Okay, okay. Sure. Let's talk about we Purple need, Rain. Need, all right. I watched Purple Rain. I did too. I, I've seen Purple Rain many times. Chuck only yes. recently first saw it about six months ago. Oh, I saw it about a year and a half. Okay, ago. A year and a half. Ago. <laughs> well, time's fun when you're having flies. You two have both seen Purple Rain in like, within, the, within last the last two week. Weeks. Yeah, or two. Yeah. yeah, it's a popular film. Mm-hmm. Is it? People like it. It is. Some do. One person in this room likes it a lot. Yeah. I watched not, Purple Rain this week. We're not reviewing Purple Rain. I'm trying to be brief about this. Oh. It's it, it's pretty much considered a classic. The soundtrack especially. Movie people go back and forth on. Soundtrack is awesome. It's a great soundtrack. It's more of a real movie than Graffiti Bridge is. Yeah. Uh, Yes, sure. Okay. Uh, yes, a uh, fuckload. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You guys are like yeah, it is you're a, being like it is super <laughs> contrarian for like no reason now because yeah. we, we no, just we like, just saw no. fucking graffiti bridge is, and that was a goddamn amazing train wreck. It is That's more a real cohesive movie. of a story. Amazing okay. is right. It's yeah. It's it's a more cohesive story. Yeah. It is yeah. still. Pardon this turn of phrase, but a vanity project? In, yes, like, but this in a series of music videos strung together with a little bit of uh, domestic yeah, violence but, thrown okay. in. Not nearly to the level that Graffiti no, Bridge. Right. No, right. Okay, so the thing I'll say about Purple Rain, it's a concert film, and they were like, well, it'd be people aren't going to come to see just a concert. I mean, that doesn't really work. They need a story to go around it. Thus, we have weird things like the song remains the same, the wall... 
e- even fucking um the fucking the bands thing uh not give me the shelter bands fucking, the movie god damn the famous fucking concert song movie last waltz thank you you're welcome thank you all right, so <laughs> no, I was saying like there there needs to be something wrapped around it because people don't just go see concert films in a theater. Mm-hmm. They're like, I would go to a concert or listen to it. I I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to go to a theater and just watch a concert. Yeah. So they wrapped a story around it, which is fine because it's mostly a concert film. Um, thing is, like you compare it to like most of the other ones I just named. I mean, with the exception of maybe the Last Waltz, those are fucking weird ass vanity projects. Yeah, those are weird, weird, weird things that like. I don't know. People love because they love the music. Maybe I'm guilty of that. I don't know. You know, you are. Maybe I'm just like my mother. <laughs> She's never satisfied. But um, no. I. She but I mean, I the up. thing is, is like, the thing is, is like that's like somewhat based on on a. a it's a fictionalized, overblown account of Prince's life. I mean, because he had his his parents were in a similar situation, supposedly to the parents, yeah. the fictional parents in that movie. His dad was a washed up songwriter was abusive mm-hmm. and he kind of fictionalized it into the movie you know okay. these are things that happen yeah so okay um can i defend everything about it no i mean especially like i i get i i'm gonna i, I can go ahead and at least put my point into like we're probably your biggest argument about it is that he comes across as creepy and he's uh, abusive himself mm-hmm. obviously yep you know, yes, i mean yes. you know so is it is it right? No, but I mean, I get where it's coming from because it's like it's the whole nature versus versus nurture thing. You know, he's trying not to be his father, but despite his best efforts, he kind of is. It was made in a different era. It's made in a different era. Plus, like I said, it's I think it's addressing that whole like if you grow up around that, you might have that tendency. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sure. It doesn't necessarily explain his weird princiness throughout it, perhaps. But <laughs> but he's like one of the problems that I had with Purple Rain is he's just. He's just a shithead all He's over. He's an asshole to it's everybody. It's not even like it's not even like just the learned spousal abuse or mm-hmm. significant other abuse, domestic violence sort of thing. It's just he's a shit heel. Yeah. The whole like 90% of the movie, he's like he can't even be nice to his band. He's not nice to his band. He's got he, an amazing band. And he's just like a great band who's suck. like writing songs and yeah. like, "Hey, mm-hmm. hey, kid, why don't we do a song, you know? maybe Would you, you listen a- to this? Yeah. We're really proud of this. Would There's you a listen point he flat out like, tells him, just quit no. giving me that garbage. Yeah. yeah. Won't even listen to their music. Yeah, he's a, he's a dick. Yes, he is. The but- point of Purple Rain is it starts with an amazing first 10 minutes and a pretty yeah. fucking phenomenal last 15 minutes. And everything in between is kind of pretentious bullshit that makes Prince look worse than he probably wants to look. Yeah. That's yeah, why but, he directed the spiritual success. But you watch that first 10 minutes, and it's like, fuck yes, this is everything I want. I think this that may be what why people like it so much, is because they just... I don't the, gloss the, over it all. Well, I, I think you... There, I know you're, a, there's you're a, a huge mark for this. There's an arc. You love it. There's an arc. He changes by the end. That's the thing. He's a shit heel, but he changes. Does he get perfect? Obviously not. I mean, we saw if this is the sequel, mm-hmm. he continues the track trend, but, you know, there's an yeah. arc. I I don't know whatever I'm I'm just saying as far as like vanity concert films whatever I think it's pretty impressive that he let this story go through where it does put him in a bad light honestly and then you know it's a kind of a redemption story is it a cla- is it a classic piece of filmmaking no no I don't I I admit that no but it's fun as hell yeah mm-hmm. as far as as far as so much of what goes on and it's 
it's the 80s. Yes. It is like 1984 condensed down into one thing. Mm-hmm. All the excesses of like m- music videos at that time, the fashion, all of that yeah. amped up just that bit extra. And that ends up being exactly what Graffiti Bridge is for 1990, which is what everything, you know, when everyone's like, hey, the 90s. And it's not really. No. This is like, but this is what everyone thinks. Well, it's, is it's, all that neon light and bright primary colors on fucking it's, everything. It's the same thing with disco. I mean, disco really is like a 78 to 84 thing. Yeah. I mean, it was very into the 70s that disco mm-hmm. was like get, getting big and the whole disco fashion was, it was the very late 70s. It bled heavily into the 80s. Yep. I mean, Funky Town mm-hmm. is fucking the 82 or 3. You yep. know, yeah. like, you know, I'm just saying like one of the things like, like fucking disco anthem is pretty late in the game. And this mm-hmm. is the same thing. Like what people consider the 90s that didn't actually live through it. It's really blood over eighties yeah. until about ninety two or three. When well, I think th- I think that's an extension of our of our decade bleed theory. Sure, you know the, yes. the yeah. stuff that yeah. the the eighties lasted until ninety two, ninety three, and et cetera, et cetera. The seventies, right. yeah. But I I guess what I'm saying is in the way that Side Out feels very much like what nineteen ninety actually did feel like. Mm-hmm. Right, this feels like what everyone imagines 1990 looked like it was like every fucking music video of that time looked like this mm-hmm. where there was a lot of smoke coming yeah. through lights through you know and filtered that's, through yeah. gels and all sorts right. of like crazy shit everyone's wearing turtlenecks and suspenders and <laughs> right yeah. and that's bleed over from the the from the end of the 80s yeah. sure. mm-hmm. weird but yeah i mean i guess i i wanted to go into that much discussion about purple rain because there's Almost no plot to talk about in this movie. <laughs> there really isn't. Um, you, you think there's going to be, right? There, like if you if you really try hard, you can you can come up with a plot. Like, yeah, but I, I, I but they real they they didn't try that hard, so I, you shouldn't try that hard. Well, either. I question. I mean, like they they leave things they leave things kind of ambiguous as to what they really mean or are or if they mean anything at all. Right. <laughs> this is more of like. Uh, weird ass like it's yeah. definitely way more of a weird ass vanity project music video let's get to the next sound stage with a bunch of lights and explosions yeah, yeah this movie was made to sell soundtrack albums which it did not yeah <laughs> yeah but it, well, just, it because just it doesn't had, have because BMG had, wanted me to get it every fucking month for it didn't about have a year the, <laughs> it didn't have the good songs on it no it doesn't no. no and that's the big crime of this movie is there's like 50 fucking songs in it and none of them are good just straight up None of them are good. None of them are good, but for some reason, like the last third of the movie, those songs fucking blow. Like, hard. Yeah. Like, the first two thirds, the songs are like, I don't know this, this sounds like everything else, but it's all right. The last third, whatever the fuck is happening to the music, it's it's garbage. Mm-hmm. Wow. I- like, it, like, when they get into their, like, this is time to battle, like, the songs that are basically, like, the battle songs are fucking terrible well, oh, did, that's I, the worst morris day song well i, I would, I would in, in i'm not world. saying it's a good one but i i disagree only in so much as that it actually finally sounds like a morris day song like the other ones were like so scratch weird synth heavy mm-hmm. that like i mean there's a there's george clinton is in this movie and he sings the most un-George Clinton yeah. fucking thing oh, I've yeah. ever heard oh in my it's life. a prince song it's just it prince it doesn't even well i guess <laughs> it sounds like 1990 song. you know yeah. um Prince, but I mean, like, there's no funk. I mean, I'm just saying, like, yeah. whatever, Shake or whatever his song in that at, at the mm-hmm. end of the movie at least sounded kind of like a Morris Day song. Like, it sounded like him. And I'll give you that, but the the Morris Day songs from earlier in the film are a lot better. 
but yeah. they they're still better. not good, well, but they're. I'm better. just saying they didn't well, sound here, like they're anyway. better songs. I don't know that they're better Morris Day mm-hmm. songs okay. at all. Yeah, right. The, the premise sure. of this movie: there are four <laughs> four clubs on four corners of one but very it's called small seven set. Corners. Yeah, they call it seven corners, but there's only four clubs. There are theoretically seven clubs. Yeah, I thought I there were three clubs. There's are there three. There's uh, there's four. N- Melody yeah. Cools. Yeah. Oh, wait, she, that was a club. I thought that was an apartment building. We just yeah, never went in there. They, yeah. yeah. Oh. Melody Cool. There's George's. Okay. Yeah, there's George Clinton's. Glam. Glam. Glam Slam. Glam Slam. Which yeah. is there's the, the, kids. the one that you can get that for two ninety nine at Denny's. Yeah, you yep. can. Um, it's it's just eggs with a shitload of no. It's actually just a plate full of glitter. Glitter. They they sit a plate full a plate. With eggs on it, and then they just slam glitter into your face. It's a little bit of holiday <laughs> sauce, so the glitter will stick. And right. Um, and then there was, what's the one that started with P? Pandemonium. Uh, Pandemonium. Pandemonium. That's four. Yeah. And there are a few others. Sure. Mm-hmm. Three it was others, like perhaps. an apartment building. and I thought that place was a fucking... Uh, the actual kid yeah. lives somewhere. Sure. He, well, he lives is. in a yeah. submarine, a purple submarine. Yeah. No, no, not kid. The, oh, the kid. Oh, the, 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 kid. the child oh. in oh, the Oh, Tevin movie. Campbell. Yeah. yeah. Named Tevin. Right. In the movie. Yes. But yeah. But... Prince owns one club, Morris right. Day another, and whatever the other people don't. They all own their own club. But yeah, but basically, what they're what Morris Day eventually says at some point in the movie is that he and Prince both half own the club, mm-hmm. but he's kind of left him alone as long as Prince is paying whatever he needs to pay. But Prince, being Prince, it's the same thing as Purple Rain, where you're playing all this stuff that nobody wants to hear because you're trying to be a true artist and. We don't want that. We just want to make money. Yeah. Give it the times. Despite the fact yeah. that when... like when No, he doesn't want to give it the times. Well, yeah. But when the movie opens and Prince is doing his his Prince thing that Morris Day apparently is like, no one wants to hear that, the club is packed. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a full club. Mm-hmm. You can have different musical tastes in this sure. one city block of all the nightclubs. Yeah. You but, don't all have to do the same thing. But what doesn't make sense is like, okay, so I'm trying to figure it out like going off the fiction of Purple Rain, mm-hmm. Billy, the club owner, yeah. dies and leaves these clubs, like yes. multiple clubs. I thought to... he left just the. I think he left just the club. Well, the, the, the other slam. thing is, like in Purple Rain, that club is a real club in Minneapolis. Right, mm-hmm. it's been there for a very long time, yeah. and like so. But yeah, wasn't that called? It's like first and something. Um, yeah, I, it's the street. Oh, it's like yeah. the two street uh, intersections, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but it's been there since the seventies or, or earlier. But um. Anyway, like that's, that's actually where left, that's actually where Prince got famous in the seventies. I uh, thought he just left the one club because well, because he, it, at one point Morris Day was talking about controlling interest in each one of these sure. clubs. The way they phrase so, it in this movie is that he he died, left the club to both of us fifty fifty. Right, but there's more than one club, so either they split the club up or there were more than one club. I think it's just different clubs that he was moving in on. Sure. Like he would move in and take over a part of a club. Well, there was and then there push was a second yeah. club in Purple Rain where they go to see Apollonia play, and I'm like, is that Billy's club too? I mean, was that it, was yeah. Morris Day's club, wasn't it? No, Morris Day no, played he was in just the same club. Yeah, I don't Morris think he Day had a club just, in that. He just yeah, oh, he was just booking. They, yeah, Prince okay. Morris but, Day and like uh, the Mountaineer guy yeah. were like the house bands for fucking Purple Rain. Yeah, but all that really matters in this one is Morris Day wants Prince to fail so that he can just take the club for himself. Yeah, and he starts the movie by setting off a bomb on Prince's stage. Yeah. 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 Like his his goons run in 
and they leave a bomb somewhere on stage, and it kind of goes off. Because Prince lives under the stage. In your phrasing of that, it makes me think of something Mackie said while we were watching this, and we should probably go ahead and mention it. The set de- decoration in this movie feels straight out of, of Schumacher Batman. Yes. Um, to the point that, like, when you said goons, I mean, I'm actually picturing somewhere between Schumacher and 60s Batman. Ice, where they're like, ice skating goons. You know, like, they come in, like, you know, like, and, like, you know, stripey, you know, masks and everything. Like, set off the comically large bomb. Sometimes you just can't get rid of a bomb. Yeah. But, yeah. And, and, yes, and Prince lives in a subterranean, what looks like a submarine, under the stage. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because, because like, while yeah. the movie has started, he is, he, like, wakes up in the morning, jumps out of bed, and immediately goes to his Mac, uh-huh. his, his Apple computer, oh, yeah. to fire up his songwriting program. Mm-hmm. The girl that he has in bed with him, she's like, I can't believe you. This is all you fucking do. I'm out of here. And then, like... The way the timing of the bomb goes off on stage, it's like she exploded. Mm-hmm. That's what we are led to believe until about 30 <laughs> minutes later when she shows back up. I'm like, oh, you're fine. Right. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. yes, he, he fires up uh, the original version of Logic or whatever it is and <laughs> yeah. and starts, I don't know, he, he just keeps clicking the mouse and like more uh, pallets on the thing appear and more yeah. instruments. And it's like, wow, you're either really good at this program or this is complete and utter horseshit like every other computer yes. in a movie more than likely that. um yes <laughs> but yeah so he rises out of his submarine bunker <laughs> thing and puts out the fire i guess again it, it doesn't bother to, to linger on any of this for very long no mm-hmm. um and i believe this is where he starts having visions of aura aura simultaneous to us seeing her basically living under the the titular graffiti bridge on a soundstage like a muppet soundstage as yeah. somebody Let, aptly said let's mm-hmm. let's 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 phrase all this the purple rain looks like it was shot on real locations almost it was. entirely it, it, it was, like, it was yeah. mostly yeah. shot like everything in the real world this you can like count the three shots that were taken in the real world and not on some tiny crammed soundstage and they were all within the same like 90 seconds mm-hmm. yes yeah and they usually just involve driving to yeah. and from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. But these are like the most sound stagey looking sound stages oh, you're going to yeah. see. Like, I mean, I, I, I liken them to like, these are like the black box theaters of whatever studio they were on. You, like, said, it's, you said that during the movie. Would you define what that is for me? Please? Okay. So in a theater community, like you have a real actual big theater. That's like where your main performance goes on. And then a black box theater is literally usually a room painted all black where you put on the more avant-garde, smaller audience things. Yep. So like, it's like, they're shitty. Usually, like they seat like forty people, whereas the main one will probably seat like three hundred, four hundred, five hundred people. Okay, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, and they do that because like they're like, whatever. If you want to go fucking nuts and paint this like hippie colors, fine. We'll walk in here with black paint tomorrow and cover it all up. Okay, again. you know. So, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm saying like these look like the shittiest of sound stages that they yeah. could possibly have filmed on. Yeah. What to go back to the point of Purple Rain? Like, yeah, not only was that shot in real location, like all of the songs were actually live performed. Like, they shot that over, like, the course of, like, three performances. Like, they just took the best parts of... Mm-hmm. I mean, that was, like, real, actual... Like, there was an... Yeah, real, okay, real, that, real that makes sense on. because it, like... that, And that is one thing that is drastically different... Well, another yeah. thing that's drastically <laughs> different from Purple Rain to, to this is that the that Purple Rain, everything, like, all the performances are way... Like, all the mm-hmm. musical performances are way better. Yeah. Well, um, that's, that's more... The, the thing that's always yeah. like irked people for years is like they took the audio from a different performance than what's on the soundtrack. Like soundtrack is uh, almost every track is a different one. Cause like I said, they recorded several nights in a row and mm-hmm. they just used the best 
video slash audio mm-hmm. for the movie, and but what's on the album is totally different hmm. than what you hear in the movie. Yeah, no. I mean, same songs, but I can't wait to listen to this soundtrack to see if no. they're the same. No, no don't, don't do that. You don't need to bother. Hmm. I pay for Apple Music. Oh, is it a, is it an Apple Music? Maybe no, actually no. Oh, yeah, that's right. Prince, Prince pulled Prince, all of the yeah, streaming. Yeah, them. well, yeah. Apparently, he's on Title. I don't know. I don't, yeah, it's some one thing that I don't yeah. know. He's on his own thing. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah he's so totally anyway. On his back own to thing. this. So yes, Aura. It, <sighs> he has visions of her where it doesn't. We're not quite sure if she's real or not. Yeah, we don't. We find out later that she is, is but she? the way she drifts in and out. She pops in and out of this movie. I mean, she literally she's fades in and out of this movie. And she said she belongs to Jesus. Yeah. yeah and but, she's always looking at Jesus. But she physically <laughs> well, interacts she, with people in this movie. She like, does. Like the way she's presented early on. Yeah. She's like a ghost. Yeah. See, there's there's this weird undercurrent in this entire movie that like Morris Day is kind of yelling at Prince about spirituality. Mm-hmm. Like something about his music is like no one wants to hear that. And uh, Prince just wants to sing about it. But... And all Prince of his, doesn't give a fuck about spirituality. But either. all of his songs oh, are oh, are. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, this was the beginning of the decline into yeah. his crazy Jehovah's Witness. Days. Well, yeah, I, yeah, all yeah of but his he songs... also wants to fuck. <laughs> yeah, all of his song titles were. I know, um, I know. and, and like, yeah, but like the angel wants to fuck too. Yeah, it was cool. That's the power of Prince. Yeah. Okay, well, let's give Prince credit here. He's way less rapey in this movie than he was in Purple Rain. 99% less rapey. Reined it in. Yes. Reined in the rapiness. Thank you, Prince. Thank you, Prince, <laughs> for not making us uncomfortable watching this movie. When was he rapey in the first one? Morris Day was. He, oh, yeah. He was yeah. slappy and grabby he was a and, little sla- and forceful. Right. And There's the one. All right. Are you talking about the when he saves her and then drives off under the underpass on the motorcycle? Is that the scene in question? Probably they've seen it yes. more recently than yeah. I have. Okay, yeah. is that is that that's the one where he's like starts to almost hit her again and yeah 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 and pulls back. Okay, just just checking. Yeah, he's. There, I mean, there's also a lot of just like I'm Prince, so you're gonna kiss me now type stuff going on. Yeah, because like in the middle of this thing, at some point when you know she becomes a real live girl, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I just want to backtrack. Our, our theory on this so far uh-huh. is yes. she's a mythical... She's a, she's a muse. muse. She's either a muse, she's an angel, muse. or something yes. that lives yeah. in a bridge. Under a bridge. Under a bridge, graffiti bridge. Writing poetry. Writing poetry. Yes. And mind-talking to God. Yes. She mind-talks sure. to a lot of people. Well, yes. Yeah. But Morris Day somehow like claims her. Yeah. yeah. Like, he sees her in the club she's one night. She's my Stella. <laughs> Whatever that means. I'm not sure. Sees her in the club and then goes out to Graffiti Bridge to claim her by (laughs) asking her name. Here's a here's a here's a pro tip for you. If you're if you're gonna go hit on a girl at a place with a stone bridge, don't wear your fancy ass Stacey Adams with the leather soles, because otherwise you're gonna slip and slide and fall all over yourself trying to walk up the bridge. Which he does. Yes. Yeah. But he's like, hey, what's your name? And she's like, you know, Aura. Aura. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that's that's a lovely name. Where'd you get that ass? The best line yep. in the movie. Yeah. And she's, I don't know, yeah. I don't know what she said after that because we were laughing so hard, yeah. but uh, it works apparently because she's oh, like, I let's go the, to the club. I, well, I have the. <laughs> go for it. She she said, same place you got your manners. And Morris oh. Day says, Jerome, where'd I get my manners? And Jerome said, same place she got that ass. <laughs> Morris Day says, and where was that? And Jerome said, Mama. 
And Morris Day said, that's right, baby, yo mama. Good job. Oh, I'm sorry, Miss. We missed all Tight that. ass dialogue. <laughs> Next, you can find me yeah. uh, at the Globe Theater doing. <laughs> but yeah, yeah so, so I mean, they go back to the club, and this is a consistent thing between Purple Rain and this movie because he does kind of the same thing to Apollonia, where right. he's just like, "I'm cheesy, what the fuck ever," yeah. but it works. Yeah, and it does the same way where it's like, really. But like, like in this, she and Prince have barely even looked at each other. They've like they've had maybe eye contact, but they haven't established any kind of anything. This is just basically like I'm Morse Day. She's pretty. I'm gonna go talk to her. The mm-hmm. movie is telling you that she's gonna end up with Prince, but the movie has also not done that yet. So she goes to Morse Morse Day's club, and they proceed to do this very strange musical number. Um, kind of um, like, you know, like a meatloaf <laughs> ballad where everyone's singing to one another. Mm-hmm. And then somehow she ends up roofied. In a, and then... Well, not, not before joining in the song that she's never heard before. Right, I know, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, okay. they all join in on this song, which is all basically about yeah. they're just going to keep licking her. And <laughs> Yeah, and let's keep in mind, this is about the ninth or tenth song so far because th- sure. this is not like Purple Rain where it's like alright now we're on stage playing yeah this is wherever you are a song might break out because right. this is a straight up musical yeah but this is the first instance this is the yeah. first instance the movie breaks out and becomes a musical not mm-hmm. just a stage performance because yeah. the song starts as a stage performance but then they're singing it at the table and then everyone's fucking singing it right. but yeah Morris Day and his his Correct. buddy yeah. are like we're gonna you know <laughs> we're gonna go family style on you let's go yeah basically the <laughs> yeah. song devolves into like they're singing different parts of this like you know make love song but they're both singing it while she's in the middle and it's just like yeah huh they're singing the terrible things to her and right. she is thinking her answers <laughs> yeah as she's losing consciousness right mm-hmm and uh, they and as you said, are they about to make an Eiffel Tower? And uh, yeah, they <laughs> are totally singing about Eiffel Towering. Her. Yeah, yeah. But and and this is when Morris Day kind of shows his colors, like he was in Purple Rain, because mm-hmm. they're like, we're probably gonna have sex with her while she's unconscious. Well, um, yeah, he's kind of <laughs> he's. Mm, he, he's like, no, I'm going to wait till morning because the first face she sees when she wakes up, she'll fall in love with. Yeah, suddenly it's become a magical Did potion. Did he give her a, a magic <laughs> spell? Like some, a, yes. I guess? Some sort of conjuring. Was there a sorcerer <laughs> involved that I missed? Could have been. But yeah, he acts like, no, no, leave her alone because yeah. when she wakes up in the morning, she'll fall in love with the first person she sees. Yeah. Well, all of, and, all of his stuff is monograms. You know, his Morris Day is yes. monogrammed MD. So Maybe he's a doctor. He's a doctor. Yes. That he's clearly a, he's Doctor Feelgood. Yeah. He's well, at least he's some sort of alchemist. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And how this has gone also is Princess followed them. Yes, in his motorcycle from Purple Rain. Yes, he mm-hmm. has. Yeah. Well, he, you know, he's had this movie. It's not like he just suddenly shot from nineteen eighty four six years into the future. Right. Yes. I'm Prince. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he, he and he's creeping around in their house in the dark. Mm-hmm. Like and he cartoony literally blows, tiptoeing like, through the house. Like, he literally just appears in frame to blow out a candle. Yes. And then, so, very clearly, Prince grabs her and they leave. Before, before we jump to, like, that, I, I, want, I want to point out, because, like, there are, as many times there are, there are interludes of not actually happening, but, I mean, they are happening in the movie, but they're not happening in the logical 
story world of the movie. Okay. Because there's an interlude in this where suddenly Prince is in like a spotlight doing some kind of weird like oh, right. uh, yeah. Rin Fair dance. It, it breaks into a music video. Well, yeah, no, straight it, up. well it breaks into like it's some it's like a it's somewhere between a Rin Fair and a, a Madonna video. I don't I don't know what he's doing. It's it's like cheap Vegas stage magic is yeah. what he's doing. Because yeah, while he's chasing them in on his motorcycle, he is also performing in right. an alley in a spotlight. Mm-hmm. Uh about like how do I stop this rape? Yeah, yeah. kind of like that. But he's it's, also got more people because like they do that like oh it's one person and oh look there's like six people behind him and yeah it's the all very short people weirdest themed music video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he sneaks in, uh, blows out the candle, sneaks her away, and then it becomes this. <laughs> there, there's a black screen. Keep yes, in mind. like nothing. All like, sound effects. No shadow or anything. It's just complete blackness and. <laughs> Morstay and his buddy are just like it's Jerome. The man's name is Jerome. Oh, fine, Jerome. Whatever. Um, but they're just they're they're just like I. You know, come on. Let's. She's. Just, let's just go ahead and do this. And then there's sounds of things happening. And then yeah, it's like them oh, making out. And then she's got a hairy chest. Yeah. <laughs> and then lights come on. Gay panic. <laughs> and they are <laughs> frightened on each side of this giant couch, looking at each other while Morstay is. Kind of trying not to throw up. Yeah, he's driving. <laughs> he's driving, but then Jerome is like, kind of like doing this, and he eventually just passes out, eyes yeah. wide open, though. Like yeah. he just slumps over. It's, it's, I, <laughs> it's, it's totally dumb, but like, I, I don't know. It's it's amusing because it's here's like, the thing about Morris. Day. It's like that's what you get. Yeah. kind of amusing. Right. Morris Day sells everything he does in this movie. Yes, there's a gleeful cheesiness to him. Yeah, sure. Yes. Yeah, for someone who's supposed to be a horrible villain, yeah. he is the most charismatic person in the yes. film. He's a cartoonish, like, he's a snidely whiplash kind of villain. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know. But he also, like, everything is delivered in a cadence of, you know, like a like a well-recited speech. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I, I just think that's what works is for him to be a villain in both movies is, like, at multiple opportunities, they point how inept he is at practically everything, yeah. except for performing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. At least in the first movie, you know. I, I don't well. know why he just doesn't say like, "Hey, let's just do our own things in our own clubs and make a ton of fucking money," because he wants all the money. Well, wasn't he wants to? He wasn't can't. his thing that Prince just wasn't like Prince just wasn't well, as good? So he's like, I, "I'm gonna have my club. It's all gonna be my club, and it's gonna be great." Wow. <laughs> There's not that much more state to go around. I think it all <laughs> it all comes back to Purple Rain near the end oh. when he's standing in the hallway <laughs> looking downtrodden because he knows in his heart that Prince is better. Yeah. And then Prince goes out and plays Purple Rain and the crowd starts crying and yes. Which is kind of sort of what happens at the end of this movie too. Kind of. Um but like there was a scene earlier when he's like threatening Prince like your music sucks and this is mm-hmm. no good anymore and you need to get the fuck out uh where he pees on a plant because he says this yeah. plant is, is thirsty, and then he sets the plant on fire. Well, after after going through the ABCs until he gets to P. Yeah. He just starts reciting the ABCs, yep. and Prince's keyboardist starts playing along while he's doing it. Like, what are you doing? He might be threatening you. Why are you joining in on this? And then, yeah, he pees on the plant, and Jerome looks on, but then doesn't. And then he sets the plant on fire. Yes. And Prince is like, With oh, you. Flammable pee. Prince is literally yeah. sitting there like, oh, you. Yeah, he's like, oh, you rapscallion <laughs> Morris Day. He set my plan on fire. Golly. Yeah. But, <laughs> God. And so, yeah, so Prince takes her home. Yeah. He, he's, yeah. Avo- he's avoided the gay panic and taken mm-hmm. his, it, yes. taken the muse home. Takes her Put, home. Puts her to bed. Yeah. 
and then falls asleep at the end of the bed. But but then before she wakes up, crawls on top of her and is like an inch from her face when she wakes so up. So that yeah, but hold on, he's the first thing that she sees. Right, but before that, so like, she doesn't fall in love with the ceiling or something. He tucks her into bed, and then the film does like the you know the Wayne's World thing on her. Like, she's having this dream, and what follows is yet another song mm-hmm. where she and Prince are kind of groping each other the entire time. Yeah, they do, like, some, like, I mean, honestly, it's, like, straight out of, like, Lombada, the 1990s yeah. dance. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> also from 1990. Right, that's what I mean. <laughs> Literally not the 1990s, just right. the 1990s dance. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, they they take several opportunities to do that, like, this somewhere between a tango and a Lombada. Yeah. So, which is like it's, it, but it's like it's like it's like Lombardo, but like here, let me grab you in the crotch and lift you up, you know, like it's <laughs> <laughs> here, let me grab you in the crotch. I remember that song. <laughs> yeah, that song was pretty. Good. That was a big hit. Yeah, 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 Macarena. yeah it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's original yeah. lyrics. Yeah, but then like, okay, that music video ends, and then Prince wakes up at the foot of her bed mm-hmm. and just cat crawls over onto her well d- doesn't he have a moment where he's like gonna touch the booby oh i can't touch the booby that's during her oh, dream. Oh, that's her, her, her dream okay which is really weird <laughs> but whatever yeah um, well her dreams her no means no yeah which is good it does she needs to adopt that policy because all these people yeah. are well okay cannot be trusted not, yeah so like they, they wake up and like immediately they're in love like yeah. he, well, he wakes her up and the like, magic spell worked and and he's oh he starts playing hangman with her origin um, immediately yeah. he won't speak he won't speak and he draws out Hangman and does the the, sh- the shit, shit bird rules, which is like draw the arms for one letter and mm-hmm. both legs for one letter. Which come on, you're an asshole. Well, she that. also is playing the shit bird. Sure, because she's going A B C. And as Mackie said, R S T L N E. Yeah, bitch, watch Wheel of Fortune. Come on, this stuff's elementary. And then when you run out of those, C M D O. Yeah, right. God. Yeah, Command O. It's so basic. God damn it. But open after she loses... Oh, that's how you open up a, a right. correct new document. <laughs> but after she loses, he writes in the answer, and it says, mine. It, it is. And he just goes... Yeah. So this is how we know it's the same character yeah. from right. Purple Rain, like, because he's a possessive you. asshole. Yeah. Yes. You, you gotta, you know, establish dominance through the game of Hangman. Yes. You belong to me now. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, um... So, anyway, I, I wanted to address, yeah. like, I don't... Like besides not really knowing who or what she is, I'm going to go with Muse, even okay. though she has a magic mm-hmm. fo- uh, Forrest Gump feather, which makes me think maybe she's an angel, mm-hmm. um, except for the fact that she kind of dies at the end. I don't know, but I don't Spoilers. know what her I don't know what her agenda <laughs> is. Yeah, because sometimes she like looks just really disappointed when he's performing a song or, or whatever. But I don't know why she keeps going he's to Morris Day. Like sh- it seems like she wants something from Morris Day. Is like she- she's trying to fix him cuz she says later she's like I can make him better at can make any cost. There's good in him. Yeah. Like it's weird. It's like they almost like uh, I hate to keep going back to Purple Rain, but like there's that moment where I mean Morris Day is a shitbird in that movie. Yeah. And there's that moment towards the end of the movie when he makes fun of Prince's dad shooting himself. Yeah. That he has yeah. the like, I'm a fucking shitbird moment. Yeah. And I was like, it felt like they were trying to flesh that out into a whole story where like, he, you know, he can be saved. There's good in him. I but he it. never has that. He never has that in this At one. all. Right. No, he doesn't. Like no. the best you can have is like, well, distract him with sex and he won't try to kill somebody. Yeah. That's really like the best you get in this. But that seems to be what her byline, her, her subplot with with him is mm-hmm. 
but with Prince, it's like I think she's just trying to unlock the sensitive artist. Back, you know, she's trying to get him back to that. Like, hey, stop being so up your own ass. But and also, you know, you can be up your own ass, but also make music that people like. And how that happens at the end of the well, they rain. they almost kind of have a conversation where he's like, "I'm just no fucking good," and she's like, "Yeah, you are." And that's basically the whole crux of her relationship with him is just basically mm-hmm. he's a self loathing asshole about himself and his music and everything, and she's just like pretty good you maybe cheer up and maybe do some different things maybe (laughs) try a different sound and maybe write out your songs on a wall maybe that'll help yeah Yeah. you know (laughs) and and that is kind of what happens he just kind of changes his sound and you know isn't sad Mm -hmm. and and is that when he goes and challenges morris day to a a battle he just pops in like they're having a conversation and he's just like (laughs) (laughs) woohoo would be the best. <laughs> I'm going to go replace my doorbell right now. <laughs> oh, Prince is here. <laughs> and he's just like, look, you want the club? Let's let's have a have a song off for it. <laughs> and Morris Day, man, they like they all surround him and just go to this like 5-minute taunt sequence mm-hmm. where where they're actually aping the the musical stings that are happening. Like whenever yeah. someone says something and they punctuate it with an organ sting or something, the people in the crowd are actually doing it too. Mm-hmm. What are they doing? Like a wah wah. Yeah. <laughs> so they're basically like, "Yeah, we'll fucking take you on because you suck. Your well, music first, is well, terrible." Well, just like get out of here, and he's like, "Well, you don't want to take me on because I'll I'll trade the club. Yeah, you know, club for club. You know, the other one leaves, and he's like, oh, well, all right, yeah, yeah, sure then, fine." And he also makes fun of Prince's mom. Like he does. He's like, don't you wish because, your mom was out of that asylum? Yeah. All right. She gets so great back rubs. All right. So the thing is, like, Purple Rain. <laughs> yeah, his dad shoots himself, but it's also kind of ambiguous whether he lives or not because he's still alive on the gurney when they're wheeling him away. Mm-hmm. Like he kind of fucked up shooting himself or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but in this fiction, he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. He died shortly thereafter. Mom went in the funny farm, so his mom went crazy. She went nuts. Yeah. Did yeah. they say that he died, or did they say that he just left? I no, think no, they just dead. said. He's dead because there's one point where he's writing the, the fictional letters to that's his right, dad, yeah. Yeah. and he's like, "Yeah, if he came back, that'd be really weird." So that's it's, right. it's yeah, implied yeah, he's dead. He's dead, mm. yeah. which probably drove his mom crazy. <laughs> right. Fair enough. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, so Morris Day just doubles down on being just a, a complete dick when Prince has given him an out. Because if Morris Day thinks he's better, he's just like, "Yeah, sure, let's let's do this." Mm-hmm. But he doubles down on being a jerk to to Prince, and Prince yeah. sort of gets all upset and. So Morris Day, they set up the club and they just I this face off never really seems to occur because like Morris Day just performs a song in his club. Which is like, not good. They set the stage on fire, which I think is supposed to boost the performance, but mm-hmm. it's not a great song. Yeah, it's song. like when you I lift the guitar in in rock band and you do yeah, the None of the songs thing. of this are good. I mean the Tevin Campbell song is the only one I would even remotely put near the word good and it's probably the only one you'll recognize because it actually made the top 10 or whatever but but this one like i said my only my only argument for it is i thought it was okay it's the only one that to me sounded a little bit like a more stay in the time song Mm. the other ones were just like so effects heavy it just like it could have been anybody slash anything and it's still not like but like it's still not a good more estate and the time song but they do the song (laughs) yeah they do the song more stays like fuck yeah we're we're awesome but like it's more of a Morris Day song, but I think it's less entertaining than the other songs. Yes, it's kind of the most bland of all the songs that he's done up yeah. to this point. Yeah. and he's like, "Yeah, that was that was rad. Yeah, we rocked I'm it great. out. We're so good. Right, we're gonna win. We have won already, at least. Yeah, and then stuff outside starts exploding. 
Yeah, because mm-hmm. Prince's minions have put little <laughs> flashpots around. Right. Yeah, because we should Prinions. also mention that I mean, dukes, or that earls or something. Morris Day's <laughs> dudes broke into Prince's club and smashed all their equipment. Right. But not really. But it didn't work. They apparently was, had backup. Equipment. It was like the bomb. It, they smashed, it went off, but it didn't do anything. Yeah, they smashed the stage equipment. He apparently had some portable stuff. Ah, uh, uh, that's why they went outside. That's why they went they outside. The portable mm-hmm. shit. So out. they set off you. the explosions to distract the audience, and uh, then they they he does a song that's fucking terrible, just uh. the worst. Like if that had been the moment where it's like Prince wins, I would have been like, no, he doesn't. <laughs> that was terrible. Yeah, uh, and it's weird what happens because like they finish the song and <laughs> Prince is like wearing his unitard thing and getting in people's faces, but the crowd seems into it. Like like they seem to be enjoying it, and then Morris Day's like, "You better bring an army if you're going to take me on." That sucked. Yeah, and then everyone like files back into Morris Day's club, and it's like, wait, I thought they were all cool with what was happening out there. Well, the weird thing is, is that they never really show like close-ups of audience people watching Prince's performance. What they mm-hmm. keep showing are Morris Day's minions who are bored as fuck during the song. One of them's yeah. playing a Game Boy. Yeah. Like, just like, I give no shits about what Prince is doing in the street right now. So they never show, like, people appreciating this. Mm-hmm. So you think this is the moment that Prince is like, I just fucking whooped your ass in this song yeah, battle. because you see the people, like, in the long shots, you yeah. kind of see them, like, into it. Yeah. But they never show anybody, you know, like, super up close. And, uh, no. Yeah, he just basically yeah. declares himself the winner. And that's it. Yeah. We're yeah. done here. Yeah. Until, like, everyone's getting dejected. Prince goes back to his club, goes back into his sensitive, like... Yeah. Well, the, he actually the goes... one guy who wanted to rap, and Prince never would let him, because right. that has to continue over from Purple Rain, where it's like, yeah, I hate my bandmates, too. Yeah. Well, this but, guy, yeah. I think, was just a guy. I don't even I don't think he's know. part of his band. But, but either way, he's, club. like, collecting his records, and he's like, oh, well... Well, he's... Cl- the rap... Potential rap guy is collecting his record. Potential rap guy. Yeah. Potential rap guy. It could happen. His career is blowing up. Potential rap guy. He's just, he's right, he's right before Compton. He's not straight out of it yet. He's just right, right there on the cusp. <laughs> He'll be there in a yeah, day or two. <laughs> there too. Yeah, like, Soon to arrive just in on the Compton. Train. Yeah. Yeah. Um, straight on the way to yeah. Compton. <laughs> but a couple exits <laughs> south of Compton. Yeah. Missed my he's turn. A, he's, to a, he's on the 405. He's about to turn. And, yeah. Um <laughs> shit, what was there going? Oh, Prince, is, Prince <laughs> goes and loads up his gun. Yeah. He's like oh, he's yeah, like Prince yeah. is like I'll just He's like fuck uh, this, maybe I am like my father and you know. So, <laughs> too <yeah>. bold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. And then he just goes to Graffiti Bridge and is just standing there and then fucking Graffiti <laughs> He like looks under the bridge and sees like, "Oh, she lives here. That's weird." Do you want to see where I make my music? Uh, it's yeah. in this <laughs> heap of trash underneath the bridge. Yeah. I'm a troll. Um, but then he's Answer just, me these questions Is that when three. she gives him music and is like, listen, you're, you could still be good? I just think he hears her in his head and he just decides not to do anything with the gun. Mm-hmm. Like, this is maybe 30 seconds. It's just... Okay. Well, when is the point where she kind of gives him, like, her poems and says, like, you know, like, this one's a winner or they, whatever? They drove there at one point and, okay. and had a graffiti bridge date. Okay. Um, so that's when that happened. A grid date. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. All of this, like, he's like, okay, maybe I won't kill myself. I'll just, like, you know, go close the club down like a man. Yeah. And then, like, there's this weird, like... I don't know. I guess because they had more people in this movie and they kind of were forgetting about him for a while. Um, What's her face comes out and sings a song in the most inappropriate time of the movie. Like, it's just like 
it's a wrong time for this song. Like yeah, late, it's late, when Melody Cool. Yeah, you know, Melody Cool, who's um, Mavis I Staples. Mavis right. Staples comes but out and Morse Day has drafted a letter. Uh huh. To I don't know who, and it's not very legally binding, but basically it just says all these clubs are mine. Give me all the money. That's now, another thing that was messing with my head about the <laughs> how there, you say there's more than three clubs because yeah. on the letter, letter it clearly stated I'm taking ownership of obviously my club, Prince's club, and George's club. Yep, and. Or was Melody Cool's club? Melody Cool's, okay. yeah. So. so he's taking over the three other clubs right. somehow by Prince losing. Yeah, I and don't know. He said something at, at the beginning, like if I can get, if I can get Glam Slam, mm-hmm. if I can get that glitter egg combination, <laughs> um, <laughs> I will get the rest of them yeah. because they'll have no like. I'll have so much power that they'll have no choice but to. Yeah. Try, but Melody Cool says no. Yeah. yeah they she, they well, go to serve her I'm like Melody these- <laughs> Cool. Well, yeah. Well, like all right. So George Clinton, who were like, oh yeah, he was in this movie and saying that one song that didn't sound anything like him, mm-hmm. and he's like signing signing the thing. <laughs> yeah. And and he's like, like I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And then like Prince is like, wait, George, don't do it. And he's just like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, whatever. Nah. <laughs> like I'm, I, yeah, I'd and- rather go back to being in a band that sounds remotely like mm-hmm. me. So yeah. cool. And did she? Sign the thing after singing the song, no. or what happened? No, because no. what happens because is the car Prince, accident. Yeah, because Prince stops the song by telling George Clinton not to sign the thing. That's when the song stops, and that's yeah. when one of the dudes has just run off to his Jurassic Park Jeep. I I don't get it. Yeah, he's like he's he just, he's, he's just George the, Clinton's one of the he's one of the oh is that what he is Funkadelic because it doesn't make any sense. It's like he just he, he's oh he's part of the band. He, okay. Yeah, I think he but runs like, out he, and he's he so grabs, distraught. Yeah, he grabs the the letter and just drives off in this like you know in the in a jeep and like. Um, Aura is just standing there and like completely this guy's like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. So she gets hit by a car. Yeah. Yep. GTA killed the ambulance from 1990s. <laughs> the ambulance shows up. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, takes her away. Takes her away, and no one and, gives a fuck about her after that. Nope. She gets the diabetes testing, and yep. we're done with her. Yep. She's gone. And Prince goes back to his club. So this was actually a prequel to the ambulance, I believe. It's yeah, really it's what this is. Probably possibly a sequel to Purple Rain, but definitely a prequel to the ambulance. Yeah, like this ambulance just rolled up. It's like, wow, we can just take someone. Right. <laughs> no one so, gives a shit. Yeah. yeah so really, like they're and like to the like Morris. Right, Morse has a ambulance. <laughs> Sorry, what? I, yeah. what? Nothing. Don't worry about me. Right. I'm just <laughs> off in my own little shitty world. All right. Um. So Morris Day all of a sudden has a float. I don't know why. All right, they're all standing there. I think he's ready to celebrate his uh, uniting of the clubs. He's got got a time-themed float. Like (laughs) the music becomes sad, and everyone's like, "Oh, that lady person, Muse Angel, died." Uh, We're all kind of sad now. And someone hands Prince a bucket of blue paint, and he throws it over the graffiti on the wall. That was the time is now, or something. Whatever it is, what time is it? Uh And um. Uh, I don't know. Like he just kind of goes to Prince and shakes hands, and they're like, "Now nah, we're friends now." Well, like, Prince, well, Prince plays his gospel song. Yeah, thing. Oh. Prince well, goes. He, oh, that's right. He walks in on like and the, the like, performing one last. Yeah, song. and like yeah. the people from Mavis's club and everyone has uh, slowly uh, walked into the glam slam mm-hmm. while Prince is performing his soulful, sad song in front of this this uh, fucking centaur lady, snake, naked blue lady awesome. avatar yeah. person. I don't know, but. Man, it is just the hottest oil painting in the history of oil paintings since <laughs> mm-hmm. dogs playing poker. And if he doesn't have that over a giant fireplace in one of his mansions, I will be sorely disappointed. He does. It's, it's the kind of art to. that you spray paint on a van. Yes, exactly. Uh, I hope on the it's hood a, of like a sixty-four. I hope model. it's in the foyer of Paisley Park. I just like you walk yeah. in, and it's just oh my god, yeah. there it is. It's yes, the old centaur lady yeah. thing. Yeah. There it is, right there. Yeah. 
But he just amazing. He just performs the song, and everyone's like, "Oh!" And then Morse Day comes in, and they they shake hands. Yeah, we need to get Kevin Smith on the phone. He's been there. We need to find someone who like has been there. We need. Mm-hmm. I need confirmation that that painting exists somewhere. Yeah, there are a handful of people who can answer yeah. that question. But let's not tweet them. No, no, we can't. I'll well, write, we can find some. I will have to wield our power. I will write him old school okay, parchment. Yes, parchment. Yeah. <laughs> Telegram. To you, good sir. <laughs> Kevin Smythe of the of the New Jersey Smythe. Good sir. Dear Kevin. Why'd you tell me about the centaur lady in Paisley Park from Graffiti Bridge with the candlestick? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yes, no, like they, they play the song and, and Morris Day has a change of heart by everyone basically going, like, oh, damn, that girl that we both wanted to bone died. That yeah. sucks for both well, of us. Well, basically everyone has to tell I Morris Day, like, man, <laughs> Morris Day, why don't you just give him the club? And he's like, uh, all right. Oh, yeah. oh, we, okay. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then that's it. Then there's yep. a song about Graffiti Bridge. Well, dude who wanted to rap gets to rap as yeah. the credits roll. And then there's some kind of extra footage, outtakey kind of stuff, and yeah, oh yeah, everyone spray painting Morris yeah. Day's float, yeah, and then yeah. him getting pissed, and yeah, and then yeah, a terrible song, the titular terrible song, Graffiti Bridge plays. <laughs> we'll go, we'll go with eponymous. Okay, all right, yeah, eponymous. I like it's not titular. I'm not giving it a Stargrove. Nah. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. There's no description of anything happening yeah. in this movie. Because like, the graffiti bridge part of this whole movie never means anything. No. Mm. Which apparently is a real place. So why they didn't just film at the real place. I think it was gone by then. I, I thought I remember they tore that down at some point. Okay. So so they had an excuse to yeah. build it. Because I think they go to that bridge in Purple Rain. I think that they hang out there at some point. I don't think that bridge was graffiti real. bridge. Yeah, no, they hang out on a bridge, but not no. Graffiti they, there bridge. was an actual graffiti, graffiti bridge, bridge in is, Minnesota. Is like, like the size of this room. This, this okay. wasn't though. Right. I'm no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the one they in the, the movie, graffiti obviously. bridge in the room. Okay. Well, okay, maybe they maybe there was at a the real actual. One. That's what I'm bridge. saying. Yeah. yeah. So all right, well, but, I'm just pointing out that this was in no way real. Oh, I know this place, this thing. No, which real? Yeah, it is just down the stream from the Rainbow Connection. Yeah, I I understand what a stage set looks like. Five (laughs) seconds later, it was fucking Menomina there. Yeah, but Menomina. Yeah, that's Graffiti Bridge. It sure is the sequel to Purple Rain. Totally. Yep. All right. I say we rate this thing now. So yes, we, can be we done with it. Do three bags, hmm. three bags, three bags. I went up. I, I, I went up a little bit because Morris Day is kind of fun. Wow! But that's it. Surprising. Yeah, hmm. that's it. I do not want to watch this again. The uh-uh. we won't even get into the gender politics of this movie, no, and no. that everyone presented is kind of not presented in a good light at all because we didn't even get into Morris Day's girlfriend on off girlfriend right throughout which is just a horrible horrible character yeah who's also supposed to be Billy from the first one's daughter Billy yeah yeah but yeah it's it's bad it's three bags it's bad all right I would like to um rate both Purple Rain and Graffiti Bridge um and I I would give uh well were I allowed to rate Purple Rain on the Bamfcast rating scale, I would give it one, maybe two jocks, mm-hmm. because the music is awesome. Yep. And there's mm-hmm. some real Princey Prince stuff in there. Um, this, however, uh, 
even despite Morris Day being one of the finer villains in the world, um, and the fire stage uh, from later in the movie, it's still it's. I don't know if I can quite give it three bags, but it's at least two. At graffiti least. bridge. Yes, graffiti bridge. That high. Two I'm bags. surprised. Yeah, at least two. I. I know. Like, I, I, I'm not I, I aggressively like, angry at this movie. I expected this to be like well closer to the five bag range for you. I you I really very angry by this movie. I really didn't like it, but like <laughs> I'm just I'm kind of numb after talking about it for this long. So sure. I'm just like I don't that's, two I'm, bags I'm, whatever. I'm done. All right, you want my rating? It's, I, I, it's easy. I'm shocked because I apparently I'm the purple rain apologist. Mm-hmm. No, no, I I give four bags to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah 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 no i mean ugh, jesus this was this was not good like this is this undermines anything like in my defense like this weakens any argument i can make about purple rain being an actual movie because like this exists i mean this honestly <laughs> this hurts this hurts me to my core i disagree with that because i think this makes purple rain look phenomenally better sure than this okay movie because yes. There is not a single memorable song in this, and there are twice as many songs in this. Yep. And all of them suck. Yeah. <laughs> they suck. No, I mean, like, you okay. know what? I think I am going to give it three. <laughs> all right. Fair. Yes, I just talked him into an extra well, I, I I'm surprised I'm the low one on this, but I mean, like, like, if there's a weak song in Purple Rain, it's Computer Blue. And it's not mm-hmm. a bad song, but it's the weak one everyone could point to on that soundtrack because yeah. the other one is almost like a greatest hit album which, of Prince songs, right? But which one yeah. is Computer Blue? I don't exactly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's, <right. just> <laughs> it's one they play about midway through the movie. It's very uh, Wendy and Lisa heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but I'm saying okay. like this right. is a very like uh, like this is like an entire soundtrack of Computer Blue worse. I yeah. mean, it's just like it's like it, you take the least memorable song of Purple Rain, which is still okay. And it's still well. Just that's like, the thing. It's like, whole you're making a sequel to Purple Rain. Fucking bring it, Prince. Yeah, I do, like what, you made yeah. like your next album had a bunch of hits on it that were good songs. What the fuck were you doing? I don't know. And like I said, that, all right. So I'm not going to try to get too deep into my Prince history, but like this is weird because I know he eventually went to, you know, whatever. Like he was like went to like the crazy Jehovah's Witness place, but it was like Prince's version of Jehovah's Witness because. Like, he kind of, like, for a while there, he was like, oh, no, I'm not doing any more songs about sex, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm also, like, I'm, I'm he, he talked about George Lucasing some of his old stuff, yeah. I think, at one point in time. People were like, no, you can't. Number one, yeah. it's Warner Brothers. And number two, you can't because, yeah. you know? But, like... Because if you do, we will literally kill you. <laughs> right. So, I mean, like, that that was things that Don't I think were, Prince think that were us, going on. Prince. And and it's like, I, I didn't know this seed started this early. Like, I didn't know 1990 was, like, the beginning of that, because, like, there is, like, some weird spiritual undertones in this. But then, like, his next album is fucking, like, has Cream. Like, and Get Off. Yeah, Get and Off. And, yeah. and he did Sexy Motherfucker after that, yeah. <laughs> after this movie. I'm like, I'm just saying, like, this is, like, a very strange time. Like, this, all this, like, I, I don't know. I, I think it's, like, the, Maybe the, this the 1989 like, Batman soundtrack was, like, the beginning of the weirdness of Prince. This I was. Th- but the, you're right. that It's, like, that one anomalous album, what, 93 or 94 or whatever. Mm-hmm. So maybe this was like him it, at the beginning, like he's sort of, God, I hate to actually try to analyze this, but maybe he's sort of struggling with the, like the religion that he feels that he's supposed to be 
like leaning towards. I'm not trying. And then he he's like, no, fuck that. I'm Prince. I'm gonna make just this nasty shit. And then he goes off and does actual crazy. And he's, I I, yeah. Like I said, I just didn't know. know I didn't know that. that. I didn't know this path began as early as Graffiti Bridge because I'd never seen this. Seen Mm -hmm. Purple Rain fifty times. I've never seen Graffiti Bridge. Yeah. Anyway, Mm -hmm. Chuck, we we are neglecting your rating. No, that's fine. Um. This might just be because I'm on a shitload of allergy medicine, but I'm giving this one jocks. It's because you're on a shitload of allergy medicine. I knew it. I knew it. I had a good time watching this movie. Like, its badness You put was, a question mark at the end yeah. of that. <laughs> it's, so its I'm, badness was entertaining so to me. So you would watch it again? Yes. Okay. Yes, I would. Then, yeah, then it's... I wouldn't then put it, it... Then it can fall in the I, jocks category. I would put... Purple Rain on as background music, like I would put the Blu-ray in and have mm-hmm. it play and just listen to it. I would not do that with Graffiti Bridge, but I would sit down at some point and go, "Man, fucking look at this!" Um, it has a very train wrecky quality to it. It does, but you know, I mean, it is not for someone who was probably in way over his head by starring, writing, directing, and yeah, but you've d- done it once before. Uh, uh, under Cherry Moon right. happened before this. Yeah, but I mean, for but for all of that, it's not. I mean, structurally, it's dumb and bad and doesn't make any sense. But, like, Mm -hmm. technically, it's kind of okay. Like, the performances are shot well. You know, the camera movements are... I think they are. I think they're... I I think they are. I think it's okay. I I would watch it again. I had a good time watching it. It it provided... It made for a lot of jokes. And I like it when we can watch a movie Mm -hmm. and make a lot of jokes. This wasn't fucking hardware. Where we yeah. were all just tearing Miserable. our hair out, just like fucking end. This was kind of like that because there were nine million songs and they all sucked. But I thought it was all right. Whatever, I'm high. Leave me alone. Apparently, yeah. I think I could get high as shit and watch this again. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, how about we just watch the first ten minutes of Purple Rain over and over? Okay, yeah, let's so do that. Fucking good. That would be that would be better. But like, if somebody says, somebody said to me. You have no choice. We're going to watch Graffiti Bridge, and you can't go anywhere else right now. You can't do anything else other than watch this movie. Yeah. I'd be like, then break out the quaaludes. Give me a shovel full of the marijuanas, please. Yeah. I like being able to say, what the fuck is happening in this movie? I like when a movie is mm-hmm. just so batshit that it's just like, what? <laughs> That's bat dance. Bat dance. Oh, bat dance. Sorry. All right. Yes, I think it's break time. All right, welcome back. Hey, hey. hey. Bamcast. Second Time half. for more podcasting. Hooray! I bet we're going to do the second half of the podcasting. I think we will. Is this the part where we talk about movies and, I lis- think, yeah. and listener correspondence? That's usually what happens. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's my favorite Sometimes part. Sometimes even television. Ooh, Sometimes it's weird. Sometimes. Not this TV. week though. We'll do a TV no. corner one day. <laughs> one day. A year later. One fine day. So I watched um, a couple of movies. I did. A, yeah. They're they're kind of themed. They're they're themed in that uh, the time of the year for watching them may be upon us, even for oh. some people here at the table. Big oh. summer movies. No, it's coming towards October month, oh. and therefore horror movies. Oh, cop I movies. watched a pair of horror movies. I would like to talk about. 
I will start with the one that might get your reaction, the bigger reaction first, so that we can you know ease it down to mm. one I really want to talk about. I watched the movie Unfriended. Because you know me, oh. I I I somehow become found footage horror movie guru of the Bamcast. That's true. Is that the one that takes place all on a laptop? It is. It is. How was that? Um, well, you know, I I sent your not so subtle sarcasm, <laughs> and actually, the movie's kind of fucking fantastic. Really? Yeah. Um, maybe not in a completely technical way, but I will I will defend this movie very much so in that. I'm sure it's readily dismissed as a that Skype fucking movie or whatever Facebook shit. Um, but as uh, as we discussed, we uh, Chuck and I uh, did a uh, no, no pretense of cool episode on horror movies. Uh, yeah, and I was kind of bemoaning the influx of the influence of like Japanese horror movies, where suddenly the original American myth the 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 fable of doing something wrong equals something bad happening to you Mm -hmm. um, in horror movies kind of going out the window since japanese horror kind of came in and just said you know what bad things can happen to anybody for any reason so fuck it you know nobody's safe um this movie is it's it's a fable it's about you're going to get comeuppance if you've done something wrong Mm -hmm. uh the way it plays out is interesting. Um, I never would want to see another movie done like this. Like this is, you know, this is a one and done. Like, yeah, they burned the gimmick. Yeah, the, I mean, and it, it's it's a gimmick in so much that it's a one time thing. But I, it, the way the movie plays out, it doesn't feel like a gimmick at all. Um, and the thing, and the, and it's just very much like it. Also, kind of messes with your expectations. I'm not going to talk about necessarily what happens and you know where it twists and turns along the way mm-hmm. but it it's it's interesting because it addresses a problem because original horror movies and even going back to original fables like uh, fairy tales and things like that it was you know what if kids go wandering off in the woods at night wolves and shit will probably eat them so we'll make worse stories about what will happen to you ghosts mm-hmm. and uh, you know evil evil wolves that can talk and will eat your grandmother and you and witches with candy houses and all this shit so we'll make this all up so that kids won't go fucking walk in the woods because that's a problem you know um yeah. so this is this is a, a an interesting modern take on cyberbullying and formed into a, a, a of a horror movie like hey if you're a shitbird to someone on the internet awful terrible things are suddenly going to happen to you and if I, for that, I mean, <laughs> technical things aside and, 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 and kind of watching jittery Skype video for an entire movie can feel old if you're not prepared for it. But like, if you look at it on that, I give it major credit. So I'm not saying it's the greatest movie ever, but I, I applaud it wholeheartedly for being what I think a, a return to horror movies needs to be. Is it like that episode of Modern Family? That was entirely on FaceTime? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I mean, it's you're, you're essentially watching the entire movie from one of the characters' laptop. Gotcha. So Skype is going on practically the entire movie, but she'll pull up Google, she'll jump on Facebook, she's getting Facebook messages, she's getting uh, iMessage things, you know. Mm-hmm. So you're watching the entire movie from her laptop screen. Gotcha. Okay. But, like I said, I... I don't know. Like I said, the movie's not perfect. I... I I, I just fully give it credit for going back to the original mythos of the of the horror movie. Mm-hmm. So the other one I would like to talk about this movie I absolutely adore. <laughs> okay, I watched It Follows. It um, Follows. 
It follows. So, again, premise of the movie, not necessarily all that original. Way the movie is made is fucking masterful. I This was such a refreshing movie to watch because it is long, long, deliberate, slow burn shots. Mm-hmm. And at no point in time does it really ever become a shit pops out and scares you. I think there's like maybe one jump scare. It's just this long, slow burn. Feels like a throwback to Carpenter era horror movies uh, the whole time. Like, it's just, I mean, like there were definite shades of of Halloween in like not only the pacing, but like in the music cues. Mm-hmm. Um and I just absolutely freaking loved it. I, I, I forgave its somewhat trite plot idea for just what I thought was masterful filmmaking. I, I just, I, I love this movie from beginning to end. Hmm. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, essentially, this isn't spoilery because they get into what the deal is very quickly. The idea is there's, they don't explain or bother to explain, which probably means there's going to be five sequels later that will probably try to. What makes it nice is the ambiguity of it. That there is this curse put upon somebody where a figure, a creature, will follow them at a slow walk, like a walking pace. It will never mm-hmm. go faster than a walk, and it will follow them until it kills them unless they have sex with somebody else and pass it on. So it's basically the ring, but like you've got to... The thing but is, like doing it, yeah. But we're doing it, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well said. Hey, so I'm, you know, so the movie starts with like somebody romancing a lady. It turns out, you know, like Ooh. he, like when it's over, it's like <laughs> if you like yeah. the ring and doing it, uh, this <laughs> is the movie for you. You know, when it's over, he's like, "Hey, I'm really sorry. I had to do this to you, but shit's about to get real." Oh. And and then it's all just like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And then you experience it from her point of view. Hmm. Just the way this movie is made, it's so good. I mean, like, a, a, a fantastic double feature. If you haven't si- seen either one, watch this movie and watch the movie called The Guest. Those two movies would pair so well together. They have the same actress in them, which is where my mind went to it. But it's it's mm-hmm. it's weird because they're such um, they're they're so very similar in like their kind of throwback nature mm-hmm. you know, to the horror movie making. And and this this exists in such a strange world too because. There's so many things fashion-wise and car-wise that make it look like they're in the 80s, mm-hmm. but then they'll have technology that doesn't even exist yet. <laughs> so it's like this really strange world that they live in. It's and just plus, someone being awesome. And plus it takes <laughs> plus it takes place in Detroit, so that just makes it even feel even weirder. Oh, no, then that makes perfect sense. Yeah, it makes it, makes <laughs> it feel even weirder and, and un, like kind of unreal to it. Because okay. like, they could just go outside. It's like, this looks weird and abandoned. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that so, sounds great! <laughs> like, cause like this is one character the whole time. She's like reading a book on what looks like a a, a makeup compact. Mm-hmm. Like it opens up and it's two little screens, and she's like reading a book. And it, they never make any kind of big deal about it. It's just like half the movie she's spending reading a book on this little device. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. I don't know. I I absolutely loved it and cannot recommend that movie enough. Cool. Awesome. I watch the movies. All right. Uh, I watched the second Hobbit movie. Oh, is that what you did the entire last? That week was my since weekend. We saw you last. Yeah. Uh, that is another Hobbit movie. Um, it does Hobbit things, and then they go talk to Smaug. Oh, Smaug. 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 
all that stuff is great. Yep. Like the the scenes with Smaug, Smaug. <laughs> and the Hobbit are are pretty good because it's Smobbit. it's a weird Sherlock episode basically if you think about it. Um, but this movie gets even weirder in that like huge chunks of it don't involve any of the characters from the Hobbit. Like all of a sudden the bad guy from Furious Six is and his family mm-hmm. are doing stuff and you're like what? Yeah, and Gandalf wanders off just like. You guys got this. I'm going to go do other things. Like he does. Like he also did in The Lord of the Rings where Gandalf was just like, I got it. I, I'm going to be over here and do this other thing. Um, it's just it's just weird. You know, I mean, I get that these movies aren't for me, but you would just think they would be like a movie, you know, yeah. something that you go. Yeah, that that's a movie. That's pretty good. But I, if you're not up the ass of this fucking literature, then it's <laughs> it's impenetrable. You just can't mm. get in there. Whatever. So. I can't wait to watch the third one. Um, of course. I, I got to get it over with. I have to know. Uh, so then, you know, DVR cleanup. I watched uh, Kick-Ass 2. Okay. The sequel to Kick-Ass. Mm-hmm. Oh. Kick-Ass, a movie that I thought was pretty good. And Kick-Ass 2 has some weird tonal problems that don't work at all. Like a big budget Super 2? Super 2, yes. Yeah. <laughs> if there was a sequel to Super, this is the big mm. budget version of that. It just can't find the balance of when to be funny and when to be horrific. Like, things keep happening where it's awfully unpleasant, and then right after, like, 30 seconds after that, it'll be like, joke! And you're like, no, you're a asshole. You don't get to do jokes anymore. You're the worst. Um, so, yeah, I, there's there's some stuff in there that's pretty good, but it's just, the origin stories are always better. Kick-Ass is a lot better. Kick-Ass mm-hmm. 2, it just feels something's wrong. Just like, shouldn't have done it. It's needless. And unpleasant. So, I, Well, I don't know about all that, but yeah, I mean, it's it's less it's less than. I just don't think it's, like, bad. I don't necessarily think it's bad either. I think it just got to a point where its tone was rubbing me the wrong way, and I was just okay. like, all right, th- whatever it is you're going for here, it, it ain't working for me. It just, I can't laugh anymore, and you're still trying to be funny, and that's irritating. So, that just kind of me off all right um but so like a few weeks ago we were talking about uh actors who have this incredible run of solid performances and we started talking about george clooney oh okay and it was like a reader or listener question that we were responding to so uh on my dvr i had up in the air which i had never seen barely knew anything about i knew it was a claim but like hadn't seen like a frame of it and i was just like "Ah, it's a clooney Clooney movie i should watch Mm -hmm. that up in the air is fucking fantastic. Really, it's I, a good movie. It's, I, I had this weird feeling you were going to turn on that movie. No, <laughs> just when you started talking about, it, I was like, oh, I wonder no, what you're taking. No, that movie. that movie is everything I want that movie to be. Okay, like I kept there's a there's a point in that movie where you start to worry that it's going to be like this predictable Hollywood bullshit, and when it doesn't do that, it's fantastic. It, that like saves the whole thing. Like I was enjoying it up to there, and I was like, oh no, they're going to ruin it, and they don't. And that makes it so much better. That just like pushed it over the edge for me of just like this thing is amazing and I need to tell everyone how amazing this movie is. Yeah, um, that's fine. I, I, I liked it too. I was just afraid. Yeah, no. I just, I mean, I no complaints about that movie. Man, remember when we thought Andrew Kend- Anna Kendrick was going to be like really good? Yeah. What happened? I, she's in those <laughs> Singing Pitch movies. Perfect yeah, movies, yeah, I, I think. That yeah, became her Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Scott Pilgrim, yeah. that, and it was like, oh, you're going to go make movies that aren't really testing your acting range or yeah. anything. Okay. I just, I really just 
such a well-crafted movie. Just like the... the oh, yeah, that's right. I saw Into the Woods. That's why I hate her. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just tonally and everything, that movie just strikes... It's such a delicate balance in that movie concerning what it's about and like what the climate was at the time and, and everything about it. It's never insensitive to an era... That, you know, there was like everyone was getting fired back then. And this guy's job is to go around and fire people. And it's just it's never putting people down. You know, it, it, it's never about kind of making fun of a bad situation. Yeah. And there's some stuff that happens later in that movie that's that was surprising to me, but then made perfect sense mm-hmm. after, you know, when you think about it, you're like, oh, well, of course. Yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of that sort of stuff, too. Yeah. I, the whole time I was just worried like they're gonna f- they're gonna make these characters not true to who they are because it's a movie mm-hmm. and then they they really don't fuck it up and <laughs> I just hey when a movie doesn't fuck it up yep. <laughs> way to go movie I appreciate you so stick the landing yeah it does it, it sticks the landing so I just that I had a connection with that movie that I was not expecting so please go find a copy of Up in the Air and watch <laughs> it <laughs> All right. So, those are my movies. All right. Anyone else? Nah, no. I watched Purple Rain. Okay. <laughs> oh, I watched Purple yeah, Rain too. What you, did you, you think of it? Purple Rain two, Graffiti Bridge. <laughs> I saw that too. I didn't like it. I did. <laughs> we we know Chuck. We know. Yeah, I know. So you guys want some uh, emails, voicemails, that sort of thing? Uh, let's do all of them. We yes. got everything. Uh, I don't Get know it. if we're gonna do all of them. Roll there, it. We got a lot. Roll tape. Let's do it. Yeah, let's start off with a voicemail. Okay. Uh, I believe this is Tim. We said we kept an email from him from last week. Or a voicemail from him. He sent two in a row. Yeah. So we Tim. figured we'd save one. Tim's awesome. Since we wanted to talk about Armageddon last week. Right. Which is, so much we wanted to talk about Armageddon. Which is a good, dumb movie that's way too long. Yo, damn fast. What's up, man? My name is Tim. I called earlier. I called, you know, before, and I asked about a question about the movie Armageddon. And I didn't say my name because I was so excited to finally get to talk to the Bamcast. Yeah, I'm Tim. I'm from upstate New York. But I used to live in L.A. And I was an actor. Well, not an actor. I was a background extra on different TV shows and movies for a couple of years. Uh, uh, in 2004, I was on the set of CSI in Miami. And I saw, I met one actor and I saw the antics of another. These actors were Terry Crews. And David Caruso, one was an asshole, and the other one was a super cool, nice guy who I was glad to meet. I bet you can't guess which one was which. Hey, the answer might surprise you. Oh, no, it shouldn't. David Caruso was the asshole, and Terry Crews was the super cool guy. As a matter of fact, <laughs> Terry Crews, I was getting talking to, I, I just saw him sitting alone by a bar. This is 2004 before he became famous. And he was just a nice guy. He was telling me about how he got into the business, et cetera, et cetera. David Caruso, on the other hand, got into an argument with the director of photography, which caused the director of photography to just throw a hissy fit and run out the room. Anyway, that's my uh, story about Hollywood. I wanted to contribute something to the show. Hey, I love the show, and I will be calling again. Crash and burn. <laughs> I like Tim ta- Tim's Tales from L.A. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Tim's Tales from Tinseltown. There we <laughs> oh, go. Man. I've named it for you. You yeah. have a segment. Don't let us down, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I also really appreciate. It's like I was an actor. And I, nah. I was an extra. I was an extra. Uh, I appreciate you walking that back. Yeah. Just, I was on a set. Right. Right. At right. some point. 
I'm pretty sure we all guessed that I've Terry Crews was oh, going to yeah. be a yeah. cool guy. Do you, uh, anyone else ever see that uh, behind the scenes footage from? Um, fuck was that movie with him and Nicholas Cage? Kiss, Kiss, of, Kiss death. of Death. Oh yeah, he's a major fucking dick. Well, like I mean, I got the impression that was like two giant assholes colliding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, which well, is never go last. I've seen that video too. That's the end of Requiem for a Dream. But I mean. Um, <laughs> No, I just mean like that that behind the scenes footage. I mean, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, you're talking about David Crusoe, but yeah, yeah, yep. Um, and Terry Terry Cruz has done some stuff uh, lately. He's he, I think he wrote a book, and he's been on some some talk shows, and you can see that he's like good dude. I always hear that about Terry Cruz. Everyone who talks about Terry Cruz is always like that guy's awesome. And anybody that's willing to play uh, Dwayne Elizondo. Hector Mountain Dew Camacho. <laughs> Hector Elizondo Mountain Dew Camacho. Yeah. Hey, there you go. Thank you. Sure, I no always problem. get it wrong. That's right. Um, but anybody who's willing to play that character with as much fervor as as he has can, mm-hmm. or he did can't can't be that bad. Yep. We like Terry Crews and we like Tim. Yeah. Tim yeah. and Terry. Keep on calling Tim. We want more tales of Tim. Tim's Town. Tim's, Tim's tales, tales of, of Tinseltown. Tinsel right. Get it right. Jesus. Triple T. Triple T. All right, no, quad T. Thanks, right, Tim. Tim. Uh, next Dale, up, we Tim. got an email. Oh, do we? Oh, sweet. We do. You should we, read. We it. got plenty. Read it to us. It's from Jeremy. Read it. He says, read it. "Yo, that's the title of his email. Yo, 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 yo. First time emailer, long time listener here. Just wanted to say I'm enjoying the '90s extravaganza, or sorry, '90s stravaganza. Uh-huh. I was going to recommend a movie, Dark Angel, aka I Come in Peace, aka Ivan Drago versus Raiden slash Scorpion from Mortal Kombat, but I noticed it was already on your list, so I instead found another called Shadow Zone with James Hong from Big Trouble in Little China, and a few other actors that I'm not quite familiar with. It's a fairly well done sci-fi horror movie that I think you guys would like. It fits the criteria of being a film from 1990, and it's not too long on running time. Didn't really know how to end the email, so this is Jeremy from Florida signing out. You have to tell us where you sent it from. Yes. Right. Sent you from my pick an relevant ar- pick mobile an ar- device. Right. Joke. Either <laughs> either you say relevant mobile device or you pick a, you know, an archaic system of communication. Mm-hmm. Perfectly uh, one that doesn't actually send emails. Right. Yes. Yeah. And that's the joke. And that's mm-hmm. the joke. That's yeah. I think we've done all the graphing calculators, so those are out. I mean, no. you know. I don't know. No, did we do a Texas at least a TI eighty two? I think we've gotten like TI eighty two. Sure. But mm-hmm. sure. And, and maybe graphing calculator. We've had mimeograph, we've mm-hmm. had mimeograph. Pony Carrier Express, yeah. all those sorts things. of stuff. But yeah, um, yeah, I come in peace. We've seen that. Yeah, we did. We I saw. I've seen it a few times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. We gave a copy away at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just to your right. Dark yeah, it's right behind Mackie's head. head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you watch the live stream, you there, there are two copies of it in VHS <laughs> above your head. Yes, yeah. back to back. So yeah, we like that movie. Mm-hmm. And Shadow Zone, I think, is a full moon movie. So that's oh. obviously in our wheelhouse. Uh. It just depends on which full moon it is. If it's there shooting in Gothic castles in Bulgaria phase, probably not. But <laughs> so we'll see. It's on the short list. All right. We just have to investigate it. Further. Yeah, we're running out of running out of weeks, man. Oh, I know. Once 2015's over, 1990, we're done with it. Yeah. We're never going mm, back. Never. We're shutting the book on 1990 is done. Uh, I don't know. No, it's done. Are you sure? Oh, forever. Forever? Forever. We're done forever? with nineteen ninety forever. I think we will have gotten to everything worth watching in nineteen ninety by the end okay. of the year. That's the goal. Uh, it depends on whether we watch Predator 2 and or Gremlins 2 by the end of the year. Those don't qualify for the show. I know. Gremlins 2 is awesome. Predator 2 sucks. Oh, reverse on your right. <laughs> uh, they're both awesome. <laughs> Fuck you both. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next one up. It's from Pierre. Oh, Pierre. 
who says it's time to party like it's 1990. Mm-hmm. Everyone's loving the theme now. <laughs> yeah. Now that we've, we've now that it's out in the open, suddenly the emails are just like, oh, that's shit. why we went ahead to the Prince movie. Just get this yeah. shit done. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. It says, hey guys, great work with the 90s anniversary celebration slash theme year. I thought I would throw in some suggestions like. Toy Soldiers starring a lot of, hey, I know those guys. Sean Astin, Luke Austin Jr., Jonathan Banks, Will Wheaton. It's sort of Red Dawn, the good 80s one, not the lame remake, meets Die Hard. The villain in this one really seems to be gleefully bad in it. But alas, this movie's from 1991. Then I thought, Point Break, because that movie is 90s as F, and I almost should stop reading because you're suggesting Point Break for <laughs> fucking Bamcast, you son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway. But alas, this one's also 1991. Damn. But there's a mini theme to this, as recently as I saw a trailer for the remake of Point Break, and fuck that shit, because it's all Dark Knight, Fast and Furious, CGI, extreme with an X, and no E, because we are too extreme. Uh Uh-huh. Don't toss Fast and Furious in there. Finally, I settled on recommending the classic 1990 Captain America. (laughs) I've also done that. Yeah. (laughs) Which he goes on to describe quite a bit, but we've done that. Look for the Super Soldier (laughs) special. Yes. Yeah. Episode, I don't know, Super Soldier Special. Yeah, it's the Super Soldier Special. It was not a numbered episode. It was the Super Soldier Special. Super Soldier Special. Right. It's the thing that will always fuck up our numbering scheme of number of episodes. Yeah. 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 Because we didn't want to skip. Because it would have been, what, episode 87, I believe, and we were doing our year thing. Something like that. Yeah. And we got into a sneak preview of Captain America. Right. Yeah. The good one. All right. So, yeah, that's out. The good Captain America. Yeah. He finally says another one to look for, and it's another Golden Globus canon movie, is the Delta Force II, The Columbian Connection. Mm-hmm. Chuck Norris up and up throws a dude out of a plane and then a <laughs> helicopter. I'd also have said you got to go do Navy SEALs, but you already did. Maybe revisit it. As always, keep up the great work, except for my patent pending crisping sleeve while eating a buffalo chicken hot pocket. Let's face it, you know that was coming, Pierre. Hot podcast. <laughs> yeah, Brought to you by Hot Pockets. Yeah, we didn't get our, our plugs in for I'm working all our on sponsors. it. I'm, he's doing them all, all right now. Oh, wait, there, is, there is a sponsor plug coming up. Oh, okay. Mm, okay. Yeah. Fuck so. yeah. But yeah, that uh, <laughs> crisping sleeve. Crispin Glover. Delta Force 2 will happen <laughs> before the end of the year. Hi, Crispin Glover here for the crisping sleeve. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Get him on the phone. Yep. Uh, Don't tweet him. No. Let's play another voicemail. All right. Okay. Hey, DevCast. Uh, I'm working my way from episode one, and I'm up to episode 90 approximately. And I was thinking of waiting till I was done before I started sending you messages, but I have a really good recommendation. 1989, or 1998's Psycho Kickboxer. Check it out. This is straight out of Tijuana. You speak straight out of Tijuana? <laughs> Tijuana. Uh, according to the Google <laughs> translation, it said Teak One. Oh, oh okay, Teak oh, One. Oh, Teak One. Oh, those straight are, yeah. out of Quality Teak equipment. One. Mm. Uh, yeah. Okay, Psycho Kickboxer. Yeah. Do, that's a name that sells me. Yeah, you don't really have to sell that because yeah. that <laughs> title sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah, we'll it's get a there. Kickboxer who's psychopathic. Sure. So ninety-eight. We'll save it for next. Year. Or maybe he only kickboxes psychos. Uh, maybe. <laughs> There's always he just goes into the same asylum. You just never know. You, you never. You, you never. He's gonna go kickbox know. Prince's mom. <laughs> yeah, because she's in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe he just likes an easier fight. You never know. <laughs> well, she might fall in love with him. I mean, given her history and all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Anyway. All right. <laughs> yeah, someday. Someday we might watch Psycho Kickboxer. Throw it on the big pile. All right. Next one up's from Kent. 
Title this one, The Assassin 1990. Hey, mm-hmm. Bamfcasters, I can't believe I didn't notice your 1990 theme year. Since I can't be more of a Steve Railsback type hype man, I must recommend 1990's Assassin. It's no Private Wars or Escape 2000, but it has some good action set pieces and Railsback plays his usual drunk self. Crash and burn, Kent. We do need to get Railsback on this cast at some point. Yeah. Can't we just watch Dwayne Barry <laughs> from the X-Files? That didn't come out in 1990, Chuck. I know. Why does it say the Dark Angel Psycho Kickboxer? I don't know. Is it a sequel to, like, I Come in Peace with Psycho Kickboxing? Yes. Yes, it is. I don't know. I'll Stop do more research. This I've only started. Okay. He's All right. Just begun. But yeah, uh, what was the the Assassin? The Assassin. Yeah, that's... 1990. That's on the short list. Sweet. I think the box art is just a giant explosion. Oh, okay. And a cutout head of Steve Railsback, so... All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Next up, (laughs) our favorite landmass, Chase Island. The best island. Has 1990, the year of our enjoyable bad movie lords. Mm -hmm. Hey, Bampcaster Troys, it's Chase like the landmass island here. Be surrounded by water and such. So the year 1990 seems like a bottomless goldmine of enjoyable bad movies. As per usual, you guys have discovered a trend before everyone else. Well done again. Thanks, Chase. (laughs) There are particularly a lot of fun bad martial arts action movies from 1990, which is presumably due to the success of Seagal's Above the Law and Van Damme's Kickboxer from the previous year. I actually just watched Kickboxer for the first time last week and had so much fun with it, especially because I followed your advice and also watched The King of the Kickboxers. Seeing those two movies in the same week made it abundantly clear how much of a kickboxer ripoff The King of the Kickboxers is, especially the second act training sequences. But that took absolutely nothing away from how incredibly fun King of the Kickboxers is. I was surprised you didn't talk about Jake's hilarious scream after hanging up the phone before heading to Bangkok. I loved it so much I attached a still from it for you. We totally talked about that. I thought we did, but maybe we'd be... Maybe we didn't. I don't know. So he says, anyway, I look back at the movies I've watched over the past few years from the year 1990, and most of them have already been Banffcast episodes, except for a little movie called Marked for Death, uh, which it, actually is... <laughs> we watched Marked for Death. Yeah, we watched Marked for Death. Oh, is that the one we watched? I can't ever keep it straight. Yeah. Yeah. Totally yeah he he said he had a feeling we might already have it on deck, but he's got... Mentions Scott Steven Seagal, Keith David, Danny Trejo, strip club scenes, tons of Rastas, one of the best villains of all time, and oh, a glorious Rasta self-defenestration. Mm-hmm. Crash and Burn, Chase Island, sent from my jazz drive. Yeah. Click, but yes, click, click. you're in luck, Chase. Yeah, guess what we did just for you? About a year we and went, a half ago, we watched <laughs> March for Death. <laughs> back in time. Back in time. Back in time. <laughs> you got an episode number for that one. Uh, 194. All right. What Jonathan Kingston Seagal. Yeah, almost 100 episodes ago. Almost. It was good. Nearly 100. We did kind of like it, didn't we? Yeah. All right, next up from Kyle. Hi, Kyle. 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 Why are we saying Kyle like that? Kyle. Kyle. Kyle, okay. Kyle. The title of his email is Turbo Kid. Oh, hi, Banffcast. Kyle from Boise here. Oh, hi. So I just saw the trailer for Turbo Kid. Could this be the throwback movie we've been waiting for? Or is this another Kung Fury winking too heavily at the audience while smirking at its own look-how-clever-we-are jokes? I'm hoping it's the former, not the latter. Kung Fury was fine, but way too aware in its attempt to be 80s. Turbo Kid, from the trailer at least, appears to be fashioned to be in the style of an 80s apocalypse movie without having to shout, Hey, look, it's like the silly 80s! Plus, Michael Ironside. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this movie. Also, I'm still hoping that someday you'll watch Ghosts of Mars. Seriously, Ice Cube is Desolation Williams. What more do you need to know? Anyway, keep up the good work. Crash and burn. Pimps don't commit herbicide. Kyle. I, we watched the teaser trailer for that, and we thought it looked all right. Mm-hmm. 
And we were yeah. like, yeah, we're okay. really crossing our fingers about that, too. Yeah. It seems to be getting good buzz, not in a Kung Fury kind of way, but in a like, hey, check this out. This movie oh, yeah. pretty good. And they got Michael Ironside to do Michael Ironside-y things. That's what you want. Yeah. So, yeah. Still holding out hope for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we had a comment from Tim on uh, on our page. Tim? Our Tim? I don't know. A Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Author Tim. Okay. Don't don't know but uh he said uh yeah it, actually that might be tim now you mention it okay that, that might be the tim <gasps> but he said uh on last week's episode the final sanction he said the price of this vhs is up to 133 bucks on amazon really folks hey i is it uh, I, we're sorry as soon as we do an episode the price just spikes yeah all these VHSs. We, we drive the vhs market we're sorry yeah also i just linked to that blindly because that's not on any other format <laughs> yep I think it's on YouTube though, mm. and and I have no problem saying that if the movie never made it past VHS, yeah, can't buy that shit. So mm-hmm. yeah, get yourself to YouTube, just watch it there. Mm-hmm. You can find it somewhere. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, next one up's John Oddity. We're almost there, guys. Okay, we're almost hey. there. Hey, we're just clear. clear. We love the was, listeners. We made busy... it through Graffiti Bridge. We yeah. were up for anything. It was yeah. a busy week. Uh, next one up's from John Oddity, whose uh, email is titled "You Ever Kill Anyone." I heard a guy's feelings once. Hail to the gods of BMF. Hail! I'm on a noir binge, and I developed a great discussion topic with my friends. Want to get your input. Are there any films you would consider more influenced or infused into the genre of noir than their stated brand? Seems to be its own subgenre. A perfect example I've found is Peacemaker. After I dug your episode, I dug this one up. Hell of a B-movie, but watching it, I, I believe it has more on its mind than just sci-fi. Stylized lighting, pulpy dialogue, and the presence of the Davi really amplify its hard-boiled nature. Blade Runner is another more obvious choice. Thoughts and opinions? You guys are one of my weekly highs, and I thank you. Also, Harlow has some pretty epic hair and burns. Smooch. Keep up the gold. <laughs> Crash and burn. John Oddy. Thanks. Did you get a smooch you there? You got smooched. Right. You got smooched. Man, email smooch. Mm, e-smooch. Power the burns E-smooch. <laughs> That's a vaping company. <laughs> <laughs> get your e-smooch. 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 <laughs> That's probably just a flavor, though. Probably. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Tastes like Prince. <laughs> yeah. no. no it's tasty um there's a horror movie called night of the creeps mm-hmm. it's very fucking noir in in its characters and setups and that kind of thing i would throw that into the dis- discussion pile yeah because you think it's just going to be you know a horror movie but what well, i'm sorry, i kind of blanked on the question i'm sorry it's basically noir movies uh, movies that use noir trappings but uh-huh. aren't really noir or at least you wouldn't think of as straight up you know third man type thing. Yeah. Oh, you know, okay. Maltese Falcon or um, that, Well, I think, I mean, the obvious one is Brick. I mean, it, that's, that's a fucking noir movie in high mm-hmm. school in modern day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, it's yeah. a pretty easy answer. My brain's far, fried after Graffiti <laughs> Bridge. I got... Graffiti I knew, Bridge. I, I knew when I read this, there were like three or four in my head and now they're gone. Hmm. Fucking Prince. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, like noir trappings. I mean, Blade Runner... Yeah, uh, he mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, shit, there was like, what? What was that? Uh, God damn it! The Sam is it Sam Raimi movie? In the what? Simple Plan? Huh? Well, that's kind of noirish. Ask, yeah. ask, but I was going no. There's that one. It's like something. At, it happens at night. It's got Bruce Campbell in it. God damn it! Fuck. Evil Dead. Yes. <laughs> Thank, thank you, Chuck. Army of Darkness. <laughs> Evil think, Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. Crime Wave. 
Crime Wave. Yes, that's actually it. Thank you. Crime Wave. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> yeah. Crime Wave is kind of film noir. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's zany. It's very zany. Yeah. But I mean, like he was saying things that are crime, you know, yeah. are, are, are noir esque. I'm not saying it's noir. We just made Green Capped very happy. He was talking to me about Crime Wave on Twitter the other day. So oh, okay. he's going to get very happy. I didn't know that. I just was, it popped in my head. I know. I'm just saying. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, there's lots of things that try it. It's just whether or not they succeed. I mean, you could argue uh, fucking Sin City wants to be noir-esque. Mm. I, you don't have to argue. <laughs> well, I just... Well, yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's all... you know. I mean, the, the idea of film noir is black and white, rain everywhere. You know, that, and then, you know, mm-hmm. you can wrap things around it. But the thing about Brick is, like, it doesn't try to look noir-esque at all. They just fucking talk like a noir movie. And the plot is a noir movie. Mm-hmm. But they don't try to make it look that way, which I think is a more interesting thing to do. True Detective is one long noir movie. Yeah. yeah. Or at least they tried to do it in the new one. Yeah. yeah. Thought about it. Yeah. We'll post some on Twitter if we think of Yeah, more. we will tweet at nobody <laughs> yeah we'll just put it out there yeah hey guys here's some noir movies <laughs> yep all right got one last one from steve like the bird heron okay steve he like called in oh he did he did could call motherfucker he could call all those he could call called in <laughs> he could call us hello dominoes um i would like to order a large pie raw force style and I know you're in 1990 year, which is weird since you're a pizza place, and maybe this joke is just falling apart, but uh, uh, it's a pie that was from 1982, so you might have to put it on the back burner a little bit. Um, in terms of toppings, it's got, um, I think it's got some uh, kung fu, uh, some islands, some, uh, some cannibalism. I think there's some ghosts in there as well. Uh, a lot of fun, as well as the greatest movie poster of all time, which is weird that it has a poster since pizza, I think. Um, but yeah, Raw Force is a, uh, is a pretty good pizza. Um, yeah, um, so anything else? I guess a, a Pepsi and Simpsons Domino's. You guys have adult diapers now? You do? Oh, good. I'll need that, because, you know, Domino's. Um, my name? Uh, just, I'll give you my last name. Heron? H-E-R-O-N? Yeah. Like the bird. I, uh, I get that a lot. Um, oh, and do yourself a favor. Avoid the noid. That sneaky motherfucker can come up at you at any time. Ruin my movie pizza thing. This has gone on too long. Goodbye, Garfield. <laughs> Young man, <laughs> such language. Man, you have to put a dollar in the swear yeah. jar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Young man, put a dollar in the in the BMF swear jar, please. Yeah. Um, in the mother, straight in the motherfucking swear yeah. jar. Yeah. Son Could you imagine if we put a dollar for every time we swore? I'd owe It'd like, be like a billion dollars. I'd owe like I'm, eight thousand dollars at this point. We'd right be now. rich. We should totally do that. Yeah. We, we yeah, you'd be rich off my make. money. Yeah. And all the times I say motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, motherfucker. <gasps> yeah. Also, by the way... Like I'm, ones that actually make it to yeah. the podcast or just in general? Just oh God. They have to be on the show. Yeah, also, on the show, it's enough. By the way, uh, Steve, like the bird, Heron, in uh, the, the distant future of the Banff cast, that voicemail is going to be the 12 Monkeys... 
thing that sets it all off. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm yeah. going to throw that out there. For fu- future Harlow Mackie Yeah, BJ we know you're a dry cleaner. Ha, ha, ha. You know, like. Yeah. This probably doesn't make any sense, and we're going to listen to her, and we'll be like, oh, we, we know. Yes. We know. Yes. We know. <laughs> I think he kept running with it, though. Sure. Yeah, it was a, it was a nice attempt. <laughs> yeah. And Raw Force, I think we mentioned it. At We've some talked point. about it yeah. before. Uh, I watched Because it. of that fucking poster. Yeah. My God, that poster. It uh, It's a little rapey. That's right. I got to tell you something. I just realized something. That voicemail be, may be what sets off the uh, the future Chuck chain of events. Where that's, he's, that's what I meant. Where oh, he's, yeah, where he's calling in in a panic mm. oh, God. Um, because he listened to this voicemail and... I don't know. He's got to put a spider in his mouth and travel back in time. <laughs> Something. I don't know. Well, I guess, we'll, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Enjoy that spider in your mouth. I will never travel truck. back in time do. if I have to put a spider in my mouth no, to do it. No. Nope. Fuck time travel. Yeah. Yeah. That's no good. I Not even if somebody's like, you're the only one who can go back in time yeah. and kill yep. Hitler. Yeah. Well, no. you know. Well, just go to sleep and then the spiders will crawl in your mouth while you're asleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you can travel through time. <laughs> Thanks. I haven't had a Tommy here lately. <laughs> I've been sleeping too yeah. well. Thank right. you. Yeah. They drink from your eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't want to sleep ever again. That's great. Oh, oh. Thank you. Thank you, I'm Chuck. here to help. I'm you here know, to help. Like, <laughs> Despite all of my faults, <laughs> I'm generally like a nightmare stable kind of person. I don't really have nightmares. You have a stable and, of nightmares? <laughs> like no, I'm. I'm I you don't let all have the nightmares <laughs> out at once. <laughs> right. Run free, right? Um, no, but like I, I don't have I don't have nightmares and things that I that are scary. Like don't typically affect me too much but just the very thought that there would be spiders drinking from my eyeballs at night <laughs> where were you in like high school when i needed to like study for tests and shit yeah. literally just like unnerved me i am now <laughs> leery about sleep ever again thank you next week i will yeah. look like christian bale and the machinist gonna yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be like all the kids in yeah. nightmare on elm street three yeah yeah <laughs> I'm so sorry. Can't sleep. Spiders will drink from yeah. my eyeballs. Can't right. sleep. Spiders will drink from my eyeballs. Tell you what, just edit yeah. that out of the podcast, and then you'll be okay. All right, <laughs> dude. They yeah, don't didn't happen. Okay, listen. It's not true. They don't go. They don't drink from your eyes. They drink from your toothbrush. <laughs> That's okay. I don't. Whatever. Secondary spider contact doesn't bother me. <laughs> right. I just don't want spiders on or in my person. Yeah. Yep. They can drink from my dead. Have have yeah. spiders. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that, Chuck. And and Steve, <laughs> Bird Hair. Yeah, no, that was all yeah. Steve's doing. We, yeah. we will be watching Raw Force most likely, despite yeah. the, unless it's overly rapey. Is, Is it overly? The, it's got a midsection the, of the title of alone sounds that way. Awkward sexual assaultiness. <laughs> That's mm. um, I don't know. I I didn't keep the I Blu-ray. Still, let's say that. Uh, man, you but had the poster. I did. I bought the Blu-ray. Did you that watch poster? It? I did watch oh. it. That poster makes me want to watch that movie so bad, though. Okay. It's going to be a part of the Vinegar Syndrome oh. streaming service. It, I, it would have to be. It's one of their titles. So okay. We could probably sample it there and see how it's you not guys feel. That anymore. Anymore. Yeah, ex- Exploitation TV. Not TV. Yes. yes. So maybe mm-hmm. that'll launch one day. So BJ, you want yes. to give us some contact information? I so can we do can that. Refill our email docket. All right. If you want to email us, send an email to bmf at bmfcast.com. If you want to check out the website, it's bmfcast.com. And uh, on the right-hand side of said website... There are a bunch of buttons which will uh, take you to all of our various social things like Facebook and Twitter and such. Um, 
Or if you want to call in a voicemail like Tim or Steve, like the bird, you can give us a call at 9105-JOCKS-BMF or 910-556-9263 and catch us on the Garfield hotline. And that's it. And that's really just a note for Tim. <laughs> right. Tim, a reminder for call Tim. Call us again. Tim. <laughs> hey, Tim. Please call Tim. We want other people to call, too. I know, but I'm just saying, you know, hey, Tim. You know who I want to hear from? Clint, the imaginary truck driver. Oh, I yes. sure I, do. I, every once in a while, I'm, I'm sitting at my desk, and I'm like, mur, mur. I hope Clint's okay. I do, too. Yeah. Out there on the road. Yeah. Theoretically. Yeah. Fictionally. It really, he needs... We know he needed some excitement in his life, but we hope he's still safe. Right. Tim, we just met you, and this is crazy, but you have our number, so call us, maybe. Yeah, and everyone on the live stream apparently loves Tim. Right. They're all like, please bring Tim back. Sure. Tim, please respond. <laughs> oh, and... and <laughs> hey, Tim, you there? I was just in the shower. I thought maybe you might have, yeah. might have called the voice. I like, tried to call. They're all text like, Tim, you up? Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll give everybody your, your number, Tim. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No. Um, yeah, we should just call Tim. We have his number. Yeah, yeah. we do. Hey, Tim, what's Tim. going on? <laughs> hey, Tim, this is Bamcast. What are you um, up to? <laughs> we're all here on speaker. Uh, Tell us more about David Cruz. Yeah. This is Bamcast. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, this is Bamcast. Yeah. <laughs> all of us, we're on speaker. Yeah. We, we speak like we're, we're on party line. We're like Legion. You yeah. know, just, just speak together. We are Bamcast. Yeah. Um, but also, there's. Um, I've discovered like a few blog posts and stuff out there in the world. Um, reviews. Some are some are somewhat uh, recently, and some are kind of older. But um, thank you uh, for for you know for the sweet ass reviews. And if you've done something like that, please let us know uh, so that we can take a look at it and um, and and it brings a little bit of joy into our lives to know that we are uh, appreciated or at least thought about in a way that makes you write words. So, right. um, well, we print them out and put them in our scrapbook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm going to be doing for all these. Yeah. Um, rate us on iTunes. It yeah. Helps. That's probably still the better place to do yeah. it. Um, but if you are writing about us in some other capacity, feel free to let us know so that we may take a look at it and, uh, again, put it on our scrapbooks. So, I yeah. Think that's about it. All right. Let's get out of here. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Banffcast out. <laughs>